Today we're talking about strength training, flexibility training, and periodization. A lot of people don't understand how and when to move on to a next phase with training, if they're ready for it, why they should be moving on, why they shouldn't be moving on. Well, today we're gonna to be going deep and talking about how we do it in the UMS. Hey everyone, in case we haven't met, my name is Rad Burmeister. I'm joined today by my brother, Yanni Burmeister. What's up? And we are the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way that we get such amazing results with our members is that we have a program that has a balance between strength and flexibility. It's very unique. If you want to know how we do it, grab one of the blueprints, the free downloads, the Strength Blueprint, Flexibility Blueprint, or Nutrition Blueprint. And today we're talking program periodization and we're doing it from our very new podcast studio. How does the sound sound? We have some much better microphones, so I really hope it sounds a lot better. Well, that's, that's going to be um, a little bit of trial and error because there's always, always teething problems with new tech, uh, but Richie's been working his butt off to get this... Uh, to come together uh, to get it all set up. And uh, yeah, we got a new table. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, uh, we're sitting at a very nice new table that I worked my butt off on for the last week or two. And um, it is, uh, and we got the new Shaw SM7B mics set up. Uh, we've got, yeah, it's pretty epic. We got a few more um, updates to go with the camera setup so that we're going to be producing a, a nicer live stream to our UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group. If you haven't already, get over there and subscribe. Uh, but uh, we we want to, you don't actually have to subscribe to the Movement Mastermind. You just have to apply to the group. You just have to agree to abide by the code of conduct. There's a lot of good reasons to get on over there. If you're a uh, listener on the podcast, uh, we give exclusive offers um, and uh, we also interact. You can join, like we've got a bunch of live people watching now. Um, hello, Rebecca, hello, Lockie, hello, Mike, hello, Vinny. Uh, hey, Lockie, Yeah, hey, and, and you get to become part of the recording of these podcasts, how cool is that? We've got Namala joining in. Thanks everyone for giving us some uh, some props for our new setup. Yeah, it's still, it's still a little bit to go. You're going to see some pretty cool stuff in the background there on the wall. We're going to have our, our brands uh, recognized up there, what Rad, Richard, and myself have worked so hard to build. And um, yeah, we're going to have some great guests joining Vinny's us. Vinny's giving us grief that we haven't got uh, coasters for our cups on the new table. I know, I know. Oh, man, I, trust me, I was the one that prepped this table and treated it and made it look amazing. And uh, yeah, I said to Rad, we're going to be using coasters on the table. Absolutely. So we had a good question come in over the weekend from one of our UMS online coaching tribe members, Lars. Want me to read it? Yeah. Why don't you read it, Rad? Lars has said, hi guys, here's a question for you about periodization. Have read through the UMS Strength Essentials guys, uh, guide, great guide by the way. There is some info about it there, but I'd like some more explanation. I understand all the cycles, but if you can please explain the principle of accumulation, intensification, speed strength, and deloading, perhaps using the bench press as an example with numbers of weight, sets, reps, tempo for the different types of micro cycles. Testing week is almost as deload week, I suppose. This is what I have read in the program and the spreadsheet. I'd like to understand uh, my goals. I hope you can understand my not native language. Thanks. 
Um, great questions, Lars, because it's, um, you know, a lot of people, they hear this stuff and they just think, oh, that's not for me. I don't really want to understand it. And I can guarantee you that for those of you that make an effort to understand how periodization works and what the different cycles mean, you are going to get far greater results than for those of you that just sort of say, ah, oh, bugger it, I don't, I don't need to know that stuff. So the first thing to understand is we, we probably just need to pre-frame a little bit for those of you that haven't read the Strength Essentials Guide, which is really the theoretical component to the strength training that we do in the UMS program. So it's exclusive can, for Can our, I just jump in, dive in here and interrupt? I know Rad hates me interrupting. I just want to say I'm so glad to hear that someone is reading... <laughs> The theory guide to our to our online program. A lot of people uh, have read it. I've really? spoken to a lot of people. That have yeah. Read it. yeah, yeah. When I wrote that and put that content together, um, I felt like it would just make so, make the program so much better. And 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 our goal with UMS, with the online coaching tribe and the gym, is to teach people how to fish. It's not just to to walk you through doing a workout every day. We want to empower you guys. We want you to become inspiration for your circle of influence, for your community, for your tribe, for your family, for your children, whoever, whoever, you know, and and, and part of that is teaching you about the most important principles of scientific strength and conditioning. And that's really what that guide is. That yep. guide is the theory. And, it, and I'm glad to hear people are reading it. So... As I said before, to pre-frame it, for those of you that haven't read it, it is uh, exclusive for Unity Gym members and UMS Online Coaching members because it is the backbone to the theory of our of our programming and um, there's decades of sports science research that's gone into it. So in a nutshell, periodization is when you manipulate um, any or all of several variables in uh, your workout. So you can manipulate the amount of weights that you do or the intensity of an exercise, which directly affects the amount of reps that you can do. You can change the amount of sets that you do. You can change the tempo, meaning the amount of time it takes for you to do the eccentric and concentric phase. You can change the exercise selection. You can uh, change overload techniques and you can also change the rest between sets. And when you change any of those or all of those, that's called periodization, any combination of them. And there is infinite different ways to periodize. Maybe there's not infinite, but there's so many different ways to use periodization. So that's the first thing to understand. That's what periodization means. Now in the UMS program, we do six week periodization cycles. That's called a mesocycle. And a mesocycle is made up of, of microcycles. And in our case, microcycles go for one week. So one mesocycle has six microcycles. The sixth one is the deload microcycle, which is what we're in right now. Whilst we're doing these home workouts, we're doing four week cycles. Uh, but that's only because we don't have weights to manipulate and we're doing cardio and it's quite high intensity. So the, the last microcycle of every mesocycle is the deload week slash testing week. So you're right there. You've said, Lars, testing week is almost as deload week. We used to do them separately, but what we found was that out of a six-week cycle, if one week was test, uh, deload week and then one week was testing week, there was too much of a six-week cycle that people weren't going for it and people weren't getting the best results. So that's why we do that in the same week. Um so the next thing to talk about is, uh, so you're asking, can you please explain the principles of accumulation and intensification? We'll, we'll talk about that first, because those are the, those are the main... 
Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. He, he said the principle of accumulation intensification. The better way to describe that would be, can you please explain what accumulation training is and what intensification is? It's not yep. the principle of accumulation. And maybe the principle of undulating purization, which yeah. is the, the concept of undulating between uh, those two cycles. For those on the podcast, I'm waving my hand in an undulating fashion. Yep. There's <laughs> different, um, you, and, and you can undulate between more than just accumulation and intensification, but they're the main, like speed, strength would be another thing that you could undulate between yep but we don't do that because we're not training athletes at unity gym well we do we have a speed to be but we only do we it a do, couple of times a year that's once right every macro cycle that's exactly right and a macro cycle is a group of mesocycles so a metro a macro cycle makes up four mesocycles which in our case is um 24 weeks uh, 6 12 8 in 24 weeks yep so um Accumulation and intensification. Accumulation means accumulating volume in the body and intensification means intensifying the exercises that you do. So what accumulation means is uh, you you basically, it, it can also be referred to as hypertrophy training. Some people call it hypertrophy training where you're doing, the goal is to get more volume on a particular muscle group in a workout and in a microcycle and in a mesocycle. So you're getting by getting more volume, you're you're accumulating fatigue, which means you're going to build muscle. You're accumulating, yeah, time under tension. You're accumulating um, uh, metabolic damage to the muscle tissue. You know, the big, the, the I think the the biggest difference between a speed strength or maximal strength phase, which is the intensification phases. And an accumulation phase is that your goal is actually to build muscle tissue, to hypertrophy muscle tissue, which requires a, a um, sort of three things. It requires load. Uh, the, the, the weight of the, uh, of the load or the intensity of the load is one of the variables. The other variable is that it requires a lot of time under tension, uh, slowing down the eccentric to cause as much uh, metabolic damage and time under tension. And the third is that you are actually trying to damage the tissue you're trying to cause as much metabolic damage to the tissue as humanly possible to um, elicit that response in the body where it says okay i need to thicken these muscle fibers i need to put mass lay mass down muscle cell myogenesis you know um and uh yeah that's that's pretty much it yep yeah, absolutely. And like with the, I'll explain intensification quickly first, and then we'll, you know, talk about what, what it means in uh, layman's terms. So intensification is where the goal is to increase the intensity of the exercises that you're doing. And there's two main ways to do that. When you add weight, so you lift more weight, you're increasing the intensity. And when it comes to weightlifting, intensification training for somebody with the training age of Yanni, Richard and me is five reps or less. But for an absolute beginner, it can actually be as many as eight reps. Eight reps can be considered intensification training for a beginner. Uh, and when it comes to calisthenics exercises, it's when you choose a progression that is hard enough that you could only do between three and five repetitions of it. So that's what intensification training is. And the idea of that is... We should, there's a bit of a disclaimer there. There's a caveat or a disclaimer. The, the reason, because the sports scientists uh, among us will be saying, well, once you go above seven reps, it's a different energy system. You know, it's a different muscle fiber 
being used, which is no longer intensification. The reason why we say up to eight reps is intensification for a beginner is because the neural pathways are forming and there's yep. different things happening for a beginner than there is for a seasoned um, uh, athlete or uh, someone who's conditioned, well conditioned. Yep. But as the training age increases, the stimulus changes that you, you become more dominant in certain muscle fibers and the stimulus needs to change and, and alter to suit that to accommodate that so essentially as your training age increases every year that you've been training under these principles you your intensification um, rep range gets lower and lower and lower and to a really experienced like a lot of friends of mine who are um, uh, professional power lifters they you know their intensification is one to three reps um, it, 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 anything above three reps is kind of like um, um, volume training to these guys you know yep yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if we go back to explaining, so intensification, let's, let's talk about, let's get rid of beginners, absolute beginners from this equation. And we'll talk about anybody that's been training for six months or more, which would mean that intensification training would be that five rep range yep. or, or less. Yep. So the idea one is- One to five reps. One to five reps, yep. So the idea is that when you do intensification training, you are trying to increase strength by lifting more weight or by doing let's and let's okay let's talk about the bench press because Lars is talking I was asking about the bench press so let's keep it specific to that so we're doing the bench press you're doing intensification training which means you're doing five reps or less which means we're lifting a lot of weight like it's five reps isn't an arbitrary number if you say to yourself I'm going to do five sets of five reps you choose a weight where you would not be able to do more than six reps like that would be it and you would do your five or six reps there it's not that you just grab a weight and you stop when it gets to five so the amount of reps that you tell yourself you're doing is going to dictate the weight to do that the idea is to increase your strength to increase how much weight you can lift which there's a lot of things that go on in the body that cause a strength increase whereas accumulation training if you're doing eight reps or more so you're doing that accumulation training you the idea is to accumulate volume and by accumulating volume, it's you will still get stronger, but it's less about that. It's about causing damage to the muscle fibers, to the tissues, to cause them to thicken and to hypertrophy. Yep. So that's the main difference between accumulation and intensification. And we... Our mesocycles change all the time, Lars. Um, you know, some mesocycles we have three weeks of accumulation training and one week of intensification. Others, we have no accumulation training, three weeks of intensification training and a week of speed power. Uh, or, you know, they change all the time. And we, we, the reason why we change these is because you have to constantly be changing the stimulus of what you're doing, otherwise you'll plateau. Yep. Yeah? And if you change too much and you just do random things, you'll injure yourself yep. because you don't give the body time to adjust. Anything you want to add to that, Yanni, before we move on to the next part of his question? No. No, that's pretty much it. So then to move into speed strength. So speed strength is an is another um, form of training where the idea is to create explosive power, explosive strength. So um, speed strength is what uh, an Olympic weightlifter uses. It's what, um, in all honesty, I'm, I'm trying to think of um, a sport right now like an athletic sport, not snooker or pool or something like that, but tennis, cricket, basketball, soccer, NFL, rowing, anything, any of those sports uses speed strength because there is a point in the game where they have to ex throw the ball or hit the ball or pull the ball through the water as fast as humanly possible. So speed strength will... Um, 
will benefit you. But the idea is with speed strength training is so you do all this accumulation training, you build muscle. You do all this strength training, you build strength. But now, how do you transfer that into your ability to throw a basketball very, very fast in a pass to a player or to um, you know serve with a tennis racket and get a what's a fast tennis serve 150 miles nah, per hour well yeah 220 k's 220 yeah. k's whatever it is so how do you transfer that strength that you've been working on your bench press to get up to 120 kilos for five reps how do you transfer that into the the serve with tennis it's with speed strength training yeah now then this is it's, this is it's interesting because there is a lot of different methods and a lot of different opinions on from the from the strength and conditioning sort of industry uh, and body about how to do this. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, as lo so long as you are doing a lot of skill-specific training, um, kicking soccer balls, hitting baseballs, throwing um, uh, footballs and, and, and hitting tennis rack uh, swinging tennis rackets, then you've got that carryover occurring already, you know. Uh, and the, depending on the amount, the, the, the sport, the, the vast majority of training will be skill specific, you know. Um, but there are certain sports and certain coaches who are very, very fond of what's called contrast training or uh, I can't remember. I, I get this wrong. There is, there is co the contrast method and there is, um, there's another name for it. Basically, what I'm talking about is the, the, the combination of movements, the coupling of, of sports-specific movement with the strength training element. And, um, and there is a specific name for it. it. It eludes me at the moment on a live stream. That's the downside of a, a live stream. We could probably Google it. Once Richie's fully up and running up there, I'll get him to run a search for something like that. Um, but... Um, yeah, look, uh, and this is something that we've experimented with a little bit, especially for me, because my background in sport, um, the thing that I got into the most was boxing. And martial arts is one of those sports that seem to benefit quite well from this. I've read a lot of literature. I used, um, I used to subscribe to a lot of different journals, scientific um, um, sports exercise science journals. Um, and the... Um, the, the most current data would sort of suggest that doing, you know, your, your maximum load bench press followed uh, or coupled with a, in a superset sort of um, environment with um, heavy explosive punches on the, on the punching bag creates a really, really interesting um, adaptation in the body where you're not just developing the power and the strength from the bench press now, your body is immediately strengthening the neural pathways to apply that strength in the movement that's most um, uh, benefited from it, and so uh, we've done. We do. We do um, carryovers. And here's the here's the thing. You know, uh, here's something that should be mentioned. All of the training that we do at Unity Dr Gym is speed strength training. We never prescribe slow concentric repetitions. And the reason for that is because it's just, just, just not very practical to do so. Yeah, it takes it, too long. The, the way you train, well, not just that. The way you train is the way you behave, the way you perform. And I, the, the only application I've ever found useful for slowing e, um, concentric reps to prescribed slowdown of concentric repetition, which does alter the way the nervous system adapts, is for bodybuilding. 
And we are as far from bodybuilding as humanly possible here at Unity Gym. We train for function. We want our body to be able to do certain things, not to look a certain way. And I'm not uh, having a dig at bodybuilding in any way, shape or form, but it's a specific way of training. And it's not a very practical, it's not always a very practical way of training. People blur those lines a little bit, you know, when you, when your goal is to build symmetry in your body and to look a certain way so you can stand on stage and present a, a, a certain physique, you don't always train in a practical manner for movement, for, uh, for explosive strength, for speed strength, and, and even for maximal strength, you know? Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's one of the downsides to, to sort of bodybuilding, you know, yeah. you, you, you become a little, you can become a little bit dysfunctional. That's not all bodybuilders, not all bodybuilders train like that, but a lot of, a lot of them do, yeah. you know? But the way we do speed strength in the UMS is there's a, there's a, there's one of many, 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 many methods that we've um, chosen to use. And because we only do it um, twice a year for one week, and until we can think of a better reason to do it for more than that, that's, that's all we do it for. Um, the way we do it is we choose very sub-maximal weight so that the idea is when you do speed strength training is that the last, the, the first rep and the last rep should be just as fast in the concentric phase. You should be able to, so with the bench press, you sh- when, when you come down to your chest, you should explode up so fast that the bar almost bounces out of your hands. And if the And the last rep shouldn't slow down. So if the first rep goes like that, the last rep shouldn't go like that which it can when you're doing strength training and it, and it actually should because you should be going right to that point of failure but you're still able to get up so when you're doing intensification training and you're doing five reps per set the last rep will look very slow it will almost yeah. not even get up like you're pushing as hard as you possibly can but w- with speed strength that's quite different yeah that's right and then if we talk about so just to finish off your question here Lars. Uh, so the bench press, for an example, with numbers of, uh, numbers of weight, sets, reps, tempo. So for accumulation training, for somebody that's brand new to the gym that hasn't been training before, the reps that you'd be doing per set for accumulation would be 12 to 15 reps. For intensification training would be more like 8 to 10 reps. Okay, And for speed strength, you just would not do speed strength for a beginner. Absolutely not. Yeah. For intensification training... Uh, for, sorry, for, for um, somebody that's more advanced, um, so um, just, just a step above a beginner, so six months to 12 months of training. Accumulation training would be uh, about a 10 to 12 rep range, and intensification training would be more like a six five, to yeah, six to eight rep range. Yep. Six to eight, and, and then, then advanced. And then anything above 12 reps, uh, sorry, 12 months of training, of consistent training, um, accumulation training is going to be more like eight months, uh, eight, eight reps. To 10, yep. Eight to 10. And intensification training will be anything less than five. And once you get to what's, what's actually in gymnastics, it's actually referred to being called a trained beginner which is a couple of years of training, but you still cannot do the intermediate to advanced gymnastics progressions. They recommend that you always work between that five to eight rep range when you're doing calisthenics stuff. And the reason why, there's a very good reason why, when you go above the eight rep range, you're doing a progression that's just too easy for you and you should be working on something harder. But if you go below- the same in strength training. I very rarely do above seven reps now. Yeah, I never go above eight reps and I very rarely go below- five reps i will do three reps sometimes but i more often do five reps and there's a good reason why i'll tell you why 
Because when you do strength training, when you do accumulation training, you need to do between 40 and 70 repetitions on the one muscle group to get minimum, minimum. Yeah. So you can do a lot more than that, but you need to do a minimum of between 40 to 70 repetitions to get the volume that you need in order to build muscle. Why is there a range there? Because for a more senior person, you could get away with 40 repetitions. Sorry, you'd probably need more repetitions if you've been training for longer, but as a beginner, you could get a good um, result from less repetitions. But for strength training, for intensification, you need to do a minimum of 25 repetitions on one muscle group to get stronger. So if you're doing five sets of five reps, you'll get those 25, but if you're doing three reps per set, you're gonna need to do eight or nine sets to get the minimum amount of volume to get stronger. So there's a lot of things that come into this, Lars. Yep. And you can see, I can see why it might be confusing you, but this is why when we do the UMS program, we tell you guys, okay, now you're doing this mesocycle and we all do it together. Yep. Uh, and over the year, you get you get great results by yep. following the program now, that we've all, set out. Everything that we've just said there is about leveling up. It's about this is what you do if you want to improve or get better. Maintenance, if you've achieved a, a, a level of strength, uh, endurance, flexibility, whatever it is, to maintain it, you need to do far less um, work. Now, we've got some good questions coming through. Can I just say one last yep. thing before you get into the questions? Um, and there's one more thing that I want to say as well that uh, to add on to what Yanni just said. If you are a beginner, and I'll, say a be I'll put a beginner in, anyone that has been training for less than 12 months consistently, consistently training with no breaks for less than 12 months, don't worry about this stuff. Don't let it get to you. Yep. The most important thing above anything else is just frequency and consistency. Yep. It's just turning up to the gym because the most important thing for you to do if you're in that beginner phase of less than 12 months is to just learn the movements and to just bank volume. Yeah, Just bank volume. Let those deeper Doesn't tissues, the tendons joining your muscle to bone and the ligaments connecting bone to bone, let those strengthen and harden. Yep. And that's Do just enough come plyometric impact training, running, jumping, hopping, skipping uh, to get your bones to calcify and strengthen. Mm -hmm. And that takes it, it takes months and months and months and years upon years to get the bones to really change. And and not and not only that, but to to learn the basic terminology of exercise. Mm. Like there is so much terminology in in this exercise world to just learn what horizontal push and pull means, what repetitions and sets mean. Like some people are struggling with that, what it means to stretch for one set, what A1 and A2 means when you look at a program. Like yeah. those are the things that you just wanna wrap your head around first. Yeah. We're, this is higher level stuff that we're talking about here. Yeah. But it was asked by one of our members in the UMS online coaching group, so we're gonna answer it. Yeah, and yeah. it's look, it's, it's funny, you know, how do you get around that psychology that's human nature to want to get to uh, from A to B as quickly as humanly possible. You want to find the thing, the hack, the, yeah. the, you know, that's going to get you there, that's going to unlock everything, that's going to make everything work for you, that's going to get your result quick. And it's in everything, you know, it's in everything. It's, it's bizarre. Um, you know, I, I mean, no matter what, the, 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 I, I, I do a lot of um, research on, on um, 
finance and investing. And if you looked at the statistics of how many more people buy lottery tickets than buy stocks in companies, you know, they're gambling their money as a, to try and get an instant win as opposed to investing in something that they believe in and want to support that's going to give them a guaranteed return over a few decades. It's phenomenal. People just want quick results in everything yeah. in life. And yeah. exercise is no different. Uh, nutrition and body composition is no different. But yeah, what Rad just said then is just so important to understand. You've and just got to turn up and do the work. And it's funny because I think one thing that anybody can relate to, because in exercise, everybody is looking for that hack. Everybody wants that quick solution. And in finance, like you said, but there's one thing that seems to be accepted that takes time and that's education. Mm. Like people understand that if you want to get a degree, you go to university and there's no way to, to sh um, fast track that you either decide that you're going to do it or you don't but imagine if you went to university and you were told that you were doing a four-year degree and you said but how can I get that in three months yeah how can I fast track and imagine what the dean of the university would would say to you they'd just laugh at you and say well there's no way to fast track it you've got to turn up and study and learn and absorb the information and then you'll pass your exam and you get your degree yeah well it's the same with exercise you can't fast track it no you've just got to do the work and you've just got to accept that you're on a journey and um and you'll get great results yeah okay i want to get through that we've had a lot of questions and some really good ones come through one that i want to uh, answer straight away from vinnie brown here does age play into these formulas at all there's only two things that age changes vinnie age changes how much you need to warm up uh, as you get older the body needs a little bit more time and a little bit more method the metho um, um, it needs a bit more of a clinical approach to warm up uh, you need to get the blood flow done, you need your body positioning done, and you need your mobility done. If you're following our program, the UMS warm-up is like designed for that, you know. And then also in how your body um, synthesizes proteins, diet. Diet plays a huge role as we get older. You have to be making sure that you're consuming enough dietary protein and the amounts, the dosages increase with age because your body is no longer um, digesting as efficiently as it used to. So to get the same result from the stimulus that you put yourself into in the gym, in your training, to get the same muscle protein um, uh, synthesis and the, and to build the same amount of muscle tissue, you need, after the age of 50, double the protein, basically. Yeah, and there's one more thing as well. Yanni, Yanni's really good at um, delivering you the what the, what the research says um, about a certain thing. But there's one more thing that maybe there's not as much research on, but that is that the older you are, the more ingrained your issues are in your body. So, the you know, somebody that's 50 that's been walking around with rounded shoulders versus somebody that's 25, the person that's 50, that there's going to be more work that's required to open that up and to do um, to deal with that. So, so you need to take that sort of stuff into consideration yeah absolutely so what are we gonna what are we gonna Let's answer dive next into okay roger Talevsky, how are you my friend can you measure where you are at with benchmarks absolutely yeah absolutely that's what testing weeks for and lars asked that question um lars asked uh one of his last things is testing week is almost as deload week i suppose and, and what we should say is no, deload week is what we've been talking about this week where you deload the volume, but you still aim for increases in intensity. In, in intensity, So you still aim to lift more weight on the bench press. If you lifted 80 kilos last week, you can still aim to lift 82 kilos this week, but you only do 40% of the volume. Now, the way that we do testing week, it's a unique thing because we're 
trying to lift maximal weight with good technique for six reps. So we are trying to increase the intensity, but the volume is reduced by the nature of that you're only really doing one set to test. So we mix it together. So, and to tie that in, Roger, to your question, can you measure where you are? Absolutely, it's with, with testing week, and that's yeah. why we've got- I, I think what Roger's talking about there is to test, and you can confirm this, Rog, um, to test the type of muscle fiber that you're um, more proficient with or that you're more um, dominant with um, to see where you are along in your training age. Don't know if that's what you're uh, what you're referring to. And in which case, well, I don't know if you remember back when we used to train together a long time ago when I was training people at Fitness First here in North Sydney. I used to do a muscle fiber test when I assessed people initially. Um, it was something that Charles Poliquin taught us to do. And he, I don't even remember the method behind it because it kind of got um, uh, abolished or it got, we got rid of it after a while because people just, there's a lot of people saying it's not, it's not relevant and, 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 and you don't really need to do it. But essentially it was to figure out what type of muscle fiber um, makeup people were far, more dominantly fast twitch, slow twitch, uh, or a mixed type, uh, and yeah, Roger's saying yes, correct. And um, yeah, we had a protocol for that where we'd test a couple of different movements, bench press, um, uh, a few other things. And the problem was that it was about taking you to failure. And I and a lot of people just didn't think that that was a good idea at that early stage, especially because I wasn't dealing with elite level athletes like Charles probably does most of the time or did. He's, uh, he passed on a, a couple of years ago now. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, when I assessed new people in Fitness First, I was assessing weekend warriors like yourself who might play a bit of football on the weekend or um, or just there to get stronger and, and fitter and, and more flexible. And it's just, you just don't want to take someone to failure, to, to like clinical m neuromuscular failure under those conditions straight away without making sure that it's safe and they're ready for it, you know? Yep, yep for sure. So um, Adam Potts has got a good question here. He's saying, uh, wow, the table looks sweet, boys. Thank you. Uh, was wondering, what is more difficult, pike push-ups on the ground or parallettes? My parallettes are roughly 16 inches off the ground. So that depends, Aiden. The whole reason why you use parallettes with, um, so remember that the pike push-up is a progression to a handstand push-up. And the only reason why you're doing a pike push-up and you're not putting your legs up against the wall is because you're not strong enough and the reason why you use parallettes is that you can go deeper so because your head hits the ground so that it means that the shoulders the arms stop about here so there's less range of motion with the shoulders um, for those of you on the podcast I'm holding my hands at head height because my head would hit the ground but with uh, parallettes you can bring your head right down to the ground so the arms come here so you get a greater range of motion um, you just wouldn't do that with a pike push-up because what you would rather do is increase the intensity by elevating your feet so you go to a feet elevated pike push-up and then you'd go to a wall handstand push-up and then once you can do a wall handstand push-up then you can grab the parallettes yeah then you and start you, to go and, and you go deeper into deficit uh carmine has asked a great question re the deload this week he's saying is it okay to do the loaded stretching routine during deload week and if so how many days well you have to deload stretching exactly the same way that you deload um yep strength training so you can but you have to deload the volume and i and i do that so when i do my deload week i still do my exact same stretching program but the volume gets deloaded to 40 percent yeah and so if and if 40 if you're doing four sets normally 40 percent for me i do the lower amount i'll do one set only yep yeah. so this is the important thing to understand guys and we spoke a little bit about this on friday for physio friday with phil uh it, um stretching is load to the body 
It's uh, especially the concept of loaded stretching and end range strength stuff that we do here. Um, so it's very, very important that you understand that lo uh, load needs to be managed through all stimulus, um, plyometric or impact. So if you're doing running uh, or stairs or something like that, some form of cardio skipping where you're doing plyo, um, you need to manage load through stretching and you need to manage load through intensity training and, uh, and, and resistance training. And so... During deload week, you've got to reduce the volume of everything. Yep, absolutely. But you still, but you still keep stretching. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's really important to understand to round to round all this um, up. The everything that we've just spoken about, are, as we said before, it's the higher level stuff. It's the way you manipulate things in order to continue to see progression in strength and flexibility. Once you get to that point where just turning up to the gym isn't enough anymore and you're you do all of this in order to create signals in the body that say on a cellular level on a home that it's these hormones run through the body and they govern everything that say let's get stronger let's build some muscle and that process only happens when you're recovering so that's what the deload week is for. That's what we're in right now. So if you have been training hard, if you felt like last week, oh my God, this is getting tough, you've successfully sent that signal to your body, to your cells, to the hormonal system. And now what it's time to do is back off and let the body do its work. Yeah. And the way you're going to do that is with good sleep, good nutrition, and reducing stress on the body. The, the, the most common causes of stress are poor quality of sleep, drugs and alcohol, shit food yeah absolutely lee clements is saying did didn't notice rad do less of ostrich walk this morning no i didn't uh, i didn't do less ostrich walk this morning all i did was i made it um gentle on my body um i also didn't do because that's a that's quite an easy exercise to deload um by like i the way that i'm de i explained this in the in the workout this morning lee i'm deloading very differently during during these um, at home workouts than I normally would. And the reason why I'm doing that is because we've got a lot of considerations here, which is that there's people coming into our ecosystem all the time and we're trying to support everyone. And we've found at Unity Gym through a lot of trial and error that people really don't like a forced deload if they're not ready for it. Yeah. So we don't actually force deload on everyone because we have members that um, go away for a week or two for work or for holiday, vacation, whatever, and then they come back in deload week. They don't want to deload. Yeah. They've just deloaded for two weeks while they were on holiday. So the same thing here. We've got, there might be people that are away or there might be people that have only just started last week. I don't want to force a deload on them. So if, if I was doing this myself, what I would have done is I would have done the workout exactly like I did last week, but I would have only done two rounds of strength and flexibility. And then I would have gone into the cardio circuit and I would have done one round as hard as I could. And then I would have done a whole lot of gentle stretching at the end. But I... Yeah, I'm trying to make it so that people can still get a good workout, which means that I'm deloading the volume in different ways. Yeah, cool. Cool. All right, guys. That's, that's, a, that's, uh, a, that's a great show. We're getting a lot of people here saying great answers, great answers, great analogy. Um, if you guys have got any more questions uh, on this topic, you know, we can we can talk about this till the cows come home and we can get deeper on um, you know, some individual things. We can go deep on anything that anybody wants to hear about. So let's get some questions in this week and let's see what we can answer for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely, guys. For those of you who are 
listening on the podcast. Thank you very much. Everyone who's watching the replay of the video of Unity V on our YouTube channel, make sure you get yourself over to the UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group so that you can participate and join in on the production of these live recordings. And um, yeah, guys, big shout out, Deload Week. We're gearing up for phase three of the at-home workouts. Uh, we got a lot going on this week. We got a lot... Uh, we're preparing f really to come out of these lockdowns. It's exciting. Uh, it's still, um, for those of you listening to the replays of these podcasts and, and recordings uh, in the future, how crazy was coronavirus? <laughs> how crazy was coronavirus? We've been locked down and the gym's been closed. Uh, anyway, it's given us lots of time to make this awesome room. We'll give you a behind the scenes once it's finished. We've still got a few little bits and pieces to go before this room is totally finished. Uh, once it is, we'll certainly do some uh, some Facebook and Instagram stories and YouTube stories and show you what it looks like here. Um, until next time, guys, we'll catch you. Oh, we we got flash sales going on right now. Should we remind them? Well, we've actually got a very surprise flash sale. Can anyone, is anyone here from America? Was it, is it Mother's Day today in America? Because America, it's Sunday some, someone, right now. Someone said. Uh, that was in yeah, New York. So yeah. I'm guessing that's across all of America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Yadi was, uh, Yadi was going, oh, happy Mother's Day, everyone. And I said, oh, I'm not sure if it's Mother's Day everywhere in the world. And someone from France chimed in and said, no, it's in June in France. And then. Someone from the UK said, no, it's in March over here. So, but Today is Mother's Day, Vinnie Brown saying. Yep. 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 So in Australia and America, it's the same day. So we forgot about that. And normally we'll do a sale to celebrate so, a, sorry, a holiday. Um, but, <laughs> so we did an unplanned Mother's Day sale, which is actually really good for all of you that are listening or watching, where you can get any of our programs. Um, you can choose whatever you want, 50% discount. Just at checkout when you go to the Thinkific store, just enter the code Mother's Day day with no space and you'll get 50% off whatever program it is that you want. So yeah, yeah you've got about another, uh, it ends at 11.59 p.m. Uh, Monday Pacific time. So that's about another 18 hours from now, I think roughly about awesome. that. Awesome. Nimala is saying it's Mother's Day here in Trinidad too. Okay, awesome. cool. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, it is different everywhere else in the world. For the rest of you, get on board. Come on. Yeah. Join <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Buy some out. of our shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. See you later, everyone. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, that's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.